Welcome to Plugged and Unplanned with Tony Nash. I'm the CEO of Booktopia, and today I'm very excited because I have an author, but uh, primarily a doctor, uh, an expert, Luigi Fontana, who's written the book, The Path to Longevity, How to Reach 100 with the Health and Stamina of a 40-Year-Old. Now, I am here um, as a 56, soon to be 57-Year-Old, so to, to have a book like this in my hand, it's almost like getting some sort of a, you know, secret document that's being that's being delivered to to humanity, and you everyone wants to read it. So, Luigi, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, Tony. Yeah, thank so you for you, having me. Pleasure, and uh, congratulations on your book. Um, it's um, it's packed packed with a lot of content, and um, I've started reading it as as I was telling you before the show, and I'm keen to make my way through because. Um, you know, it's it's like the 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 keys to the to the you know to the golden the golden room where you where you get to access all the the key the keys to have a wonderful life. So, let before we dive into some of that, I'd be curious to know and to share with the listeners, Luigi, just your your medical qualifications, your your experience in uh, in this this area of of science um, and learning what. What, how did you get to here? Yes, so uh, I did my MD in Italy, University of Verona, then uh, my residency in internal medicine in Verona. I spent one year at King's College in London, you know, to do research. Uh, and uh, and then I started my PhD in uh, metabolism, and I spent I did most of my PhD in US at Washington University in St. Louis is one of the top medical school in US, and I was working with John Ology, who is a pioneer of exercise physiology. You know, John is you know just died he was a fantastic man. You know, he was in Sydney in 2000 because. The, during the Olympic Games, he was awarded the gold medal and half a million dollar prize for his discovery on exercise physiology. So this is like the Nobel Prize of uh, exercise sport. And uh, so I, I was lucky to train with him and then you know, we became colleagues and you know, we have been working for many years. So I spent almost 17 years in the US before I came here to Sydney to start this new uh, adventure, you know, the idea is, uh, you know, as a doctor and as a scientist uh, working on the mechanisms regulating aging and so how we can <clears throat> slow down the progression of this accumulation of damage leading to multiple chronic disease. And uh, basically, I realized most of the medicine was like reactive. So basically, you know, we wait for people to get sick and when they have symptoms, they come to us and, you know, we make diagnosis of, you know, diseases, you know, someone can, comes, you know, with a chest pain or I have, you know, not my breast, have blood in my fist and we do diagnosis and then typically we treat them with surgery and drugs in some way it's like you know if you buy a car you don't care 
about learning what you need to do, and you drive your car miles after miles without changing your tire, without changing your uh, brake pads, and then eventually you know, you're gonna have an accident because if you drive, you know, with uh, our tires, you know, as soon as there is a, a, a small rain, you know, you do a turn and you lose control and you crash. And then you, know, you go to your mechanic and they say, look, how bad is the damage? Your, your mechanic make a diagnosis and say, okay, you know, this, you have to change this, 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 this. And you, then you know, the, the operation, the treatment of the car. While if you had changed your tire, you have took care of your car, the brake pad and all the stuff, the risk we know is much lower. Is zero? No, it's not zero. But it's much, much, much lower than if you drive your car without doing anything. And the, so that's what happens in medicine right now. And what I want to do is to change this. People, they have to know that they have a lot of power in their hands. You know, they can, by changing their lifestyle, they can drastically reduce the risk of developing many chronic disease and spending the last part of the life, you know, in hospitals, surgery, medication, becoming frail, stroke, myocardial infarction, cancer. So that's why I decided to write this book because I wanted to, you know, myself, I I'm a professor. I'm a university professor here in Sydney. I'm the uh, learner of human translation metabolic health, a professor of medicine and nutrition, and I'm also a clinical academic at RPA uh, in technology. And uh, I thought that you know, instead of communicating my research studies, the data coming out of my studies, always my peers, my colleagues, I thought it was important that someone like me who had been working in this field for the last 25 years should write something for people who are not specialists. Mm, terrific. Now, I just wanted to um, at least let our listeners know that the line is not 100% great. It's probably about 90% there. So we're hearing everything, but it's a little bit scratchy, but I think we should still persist and and take the initiative, Luigi, because because the information is really important. But just in, apologize to any of the listeners that we don't have a, a perfect line here in terms of the recording quality. So the, the, the book, who did you write it for? Because being a being, a, I guess, a, a scientist and an expert in your field, um, is it? Is it? Do you feel written for both um, the the industry as as well as the the person in the street, or is it specifically for the person in the street? Because the the title is very uh, compelling, uh, um, or the subtitle in particular, "How to Reach 100 with the Health and Stamina of a 40 Year Old." So, so. 
if it's written very technically or there's a lot of technical stuff in there, it's not going to be for the person on the street. What was your intent? Look, it has been written for the person on the street who has an interest to dig in. It's not written for the person on the street that is looking for the magic ballot. So mm -hmm. if that wants the magic receipt, you know, like give me, you know, the five diet, the keto diet, the interval, uh, high intensity interval training, you know, the people who want the magic recipe, you know, something easy, an easy fix. No, that's not the book for them. This is a book for people who are really interested to understand that like you know if if you want to become a doctor a journalist a lawyer there are no booklets they're not you know special you know easy books that you, you can learn you know to, to master something you know if you want to become a you know a yoga teacher you want to become a black belt uh, karate uh, you know you have to do your your homework you know you have to slowly learn and understand that things are complex but beautiful and uh, so that's the answer is for the it's, it has been written so i tried to lower as much as i could the complexity and the technicality uh, by using a simple language using examples analogies but it's a pack book it's not the classical easy one you know do this eliminate this one and everything's going to be fine because that's untrue that's not true. so uh, luigi just in terms of um the the all the work that you've done and your book covers so many different areas from from obviously from eating and exercise and yoga and sleep and so forth how how much time per day i mean i saw in the exercise section it's like here 15 minutes of exercises can get you going right so if someone was to dedicate themselves to have the health and stamina of a 40 year old when you're at the age of 100 what 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 do people need to invest in on a daily basis yeah, you know, it's uh, it's, uh, it's something, you know, you have to, you, first of all, I think, you know, you have to recognize, you know, where you are, you know, what is your, your if you have health problems, you know, and uh, and uh, and I explain, you know, what you can measure, you know, and, you know, that, you know, to see, you know, to do a checkup, you know, where, where, where are you starting from? And then, you know, that, and that's that's not only for me, your your metabolic health, you know, your body composition, but also from your psychological point of view. What are your problems? You know, what what is you know, are you are you happy? Are you emotionally uh, happy? And you know, what are your problems? So once you know, you say, okay, now I'm not happy with my life, you know, uh, and the, if I see, you know, what happens to my parents or my siblings or my friends you know that you know as they get older they start to develop multiple diseases and you know and i would like to reduce the risk of ending up you know with these diseases then you know say okay now i want to change of course you know to change you know is impossible you know to do it you know 
everything at once. You know, you have to like, you know, when you go to school or when you learn, you know, to drive a car, you know, you have to start and you learn the material and then you start to practice, you know, and you start to practice certain skills. And as you get proficient with those skills, you know, you move to other skills and uh, and uh, until, you know, you become um, you become uh, knowledgeable and uh, and uh, and and uh, so it's impossible you know to to master everything i've been talking uh, of you know in the book you know in in a month you know it's it's is 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 a it takes time you know for, for for like for everything you know if you want to start to learn piano if you want to start to learn a language if you want to start you know to learn anything you know even to drive a car or to surf or to whatever, you know, it takes time and, you know, you make progresses, you know, you exercise and then you become better and you better, better, better until, you know, you are able to do things without thinking about it. You know, you don't, when you, when you drive a car, you don't think about, you know, driving the car, you jump in the car and you go. And you, in the meantime, you are driving, you know, you, you talk with your friend, you listen to music and, and uh, because, you know, you, you practice, you know, and in, then it becomes part of yourself. And so I think, you know, that's the same for 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 health you know you you start to learn about how you to exercise and slowly you become better you start to enjoy it you know you different you do different type of exercises as you understand you know <clears throat> the pro and cons of, and the positivity and you know of different type of exercises or you start to change your diet you you make small changes and then you know you try different things and uh, and the same is for the mind the mind is also an important stuff you know you can train and you know and you become better you know in 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 uh, in, um, in coping with uh, your 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 problems and uh, and uh, become more 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 emotionally healthy so so i mean that makes a lot of sense of course i mean mastery takes takes as long as it takes so given that and given the world that we live in today, and we're talking about we've just come through, well, we're still in the middle of coronavirus. We're speaking June uh, 2020. So for those that are listening, maybe later than today, you, you know exactly what's going on and where, where we're at. And you have the benefit of hindsight. So do you think, do you, do you feel like with what you and your contemporaries are talking about, that it's a little bit like the world is flat, like... You know, they think of you guys as, as you know, crazy people um, or, and that you're, you're way out there or or is this kind of is there a is there a growing consensus now of this preventative approach um, to to your health and to your well-being that um, it's not about um, disease um, as in dis ease being being out of being out of the ease of life. Um, that you can actually address that early. Uh, where, where are we up to um, from an expert's perspective on the way that people see preventative medicine? Is it, is it, um, are we, are we still, are we still you way ahead? You, you, you say people or, or, or doctor and uh, professors, you know? I think both. I think so one from the yeah. medical profession and the other from just society in general. Is there a growing interest and an agreement that what you're saying about is actually that's, you know, that's 100% true or do people, or is it just simply because it takes so much effort um, in the beginning, it's just easier. Some people think, oh, I'll just, I'll just, you know, get treated whenever, whatever comes up and they just, they take the lazy approach. What's go, where, where are we up to in society? 
Yeah, yeah. It's you know, again, you know, it's it's up to everybody. You know, if you think you know I'm lazy, I don't want to study, and then you know I'm gonna take any job is gonna come. That's that's an option. You know, but you know, you know, if you don't if you don't do your homework, if you don't study, then you know your your chance of getting a well-paid job and having and do and and do a job that you like. Not just you know to to bring home you know some money to support yourself. So that's an option. From a medical point of view, uh, we know that you know our healthcare systems are unsustainable. You know we have an epidemic of aging. So in Australia we we are a young young country. So it's it's is okay. You know we are I think you know 16% people older than 65 predicted 25%. By the end of the century, but if you look in Europe, for example, Italy, but all all the European countries, we are already at 20, 28% of people older than 65 predicted in Italy 30, 34% in 2050. So in 2050, one in three Italians going to be older than 65. You know, we just published a paper um, showing that of these uh, people older than 65. At least 90% they have one chronic disease and 65% they have two or more chronic diseases. What does it mean? It means basically that our public health care system are unsustainable. Welfare and healthcare is unsustainable. So people they have to keep this into their mind that in the future, they're not going to be enough resources. So there is data from Australia. Um, showing that the cost of healthcare in terms of GDP is going to double in the next 20 years. Okay, so meaning, you know, you go to the hospital, they're going to be a very long queue. And so unless you have the money to go probably to a private insurance and pay, you know, you know, you know, you're not going to have the treatment that you have right now. So what I'm saying is that, you know, you know, there are easy ways like the one I describe in my book where you can, you take control of your health. You don't just take the risk and say, you know, it's, again, you don't drive, you know, with a car with uh, with uh, without, you know, with uh, wear out brakes and, and, and tires, you know, but you, you change your tires because, you know, that by doing that, you know, you're going to have less risk of having a, a very bad accident that potentially can kill you, but definitely is going to be very costly. And then, you know, you have to change, you know, spend thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, to repair your car while, you know, with this, this much smaller, you know, intervention, changing your tires or your or, or your brake pads, you know, you, you, you save a lot of money. So that's an option. You know, people can think, you know, but unfortunately, our medical system is still old fashioned. And, you know, we are we I think, you know, the problem, is, you know, Think about it. You know, before World War II, there were no antibiotics. So if you get a pneumonia, your risk of developing, if you get a pneumonia, basically your risk of dying was 50% or more. Now, you know, with seven days of antibiotic, you know, 10 days, you know, you, you are cured. So I think, you know, that in the medical field, there is, the, there, there is still the hope that, you know, we are going to find a medication for every single disease. We know that I, I think it's not going to happen, and uh, and uh, and uh, and because of the epidemic of aging, obesity. You know, there is a you know in, in Australia there are 70% of people who are overweight or obese, and kids 30% of kids are obese. This is going to increase the number of disease, the number of people needing that will need you know hospitals, and you know they're going to develop 
and as I sp- explained in my book, you know, being obese, overweight, you know, having increased waist circumference is clearly, there is no doubt, you know, is associated with a higher risk of diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, cancer, uh, dementia, stroke, fatty liver disease. And so basically, again, it's like if you drive with your car that is it's, it's, it's not functioning, you know, you're going to have an accident. And then, you know, most likely, unless you are very wealthy, you can go, you know, to a, to a private hospital in the future because, again, the resources are going to be less, you know, it's going to be there's going to be a problem. And so why don't you learn? Why not learning, you know, how to reduce this risk? Because, you know, it's cheap. You can do it. You can invest some of, ta- of your time. And not only you're going to improve your health and your success in life, you know, because you're going to ha- be healthier. You're not going to have taking two, three, four, ten medications. You know, you're going to be suffering with pain. I don't understand, you know, but I, 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 I see that, you know, there are issues because if you go to primary school, there's nothing. You know, my, my kid is Mosmon Public School. They have 15 minutes to eat. And then basically, and there is no, no education about, you know, all this concept, you know, that I explained in my book. Nothing. They don't know anything about, you know, how the, the, the body works, how we can you know, improve our health and minimize. And in medical school, there is nothing. You know, University of Sydney, and that's why I came here, we started to teach to medical students these concepts. And they love it. You know, I I gave a lecture uh, two weeks ago. As soon as I finished my my, my lecture on these topics, I received 18 emails from medical students, first-year medical students, who wanted to be part of my program. Wow. I know it's I mean, it's because it doesn't lend itself to the historical nature of of medicine, of course, where you're sick, you get healed, you get sick, you get healed. It's different. You're 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 taking a a different approach. It's not you're not the first to do it. I know many people have 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 espoused the the concept of of you can prevent um, diseases and ill health by by doing various meditation, yoga, um, you know, working on your sleep, eating, of course. So of of all those things that someone does, um, how do you rank? Like, if you said to me, Tony, if you're gonna, if you want to get on the path to longevity and a healthy, you know, healthy, healthy life how would you rank is, is there any ranking like you say sleep has to be first or eat you know like what you put in your mouth is absolutely number one or movement like is there any ranking or are they all kind of i mean they're obviously all interconnected but is there is there one that you say is is you do that first and then you master that and then you move down each level of of um of the ranking how do you see that yeah yeah now that's that's an excellent question so it, it is true that, you know, many other people have been talking about these these topics, but they have been talking about these topics in a disconnected way. You know, there is a book about mindfulness, then there is the book about exercise, then there is a book about different type of diet, you know, vegan versus paleo versus this versus that. So, you know, my approach is a bit different, you know, because uh, I've been... I've been studying aging, so my interest has been aging, and uh, and uh, and so why we age, and so why we 
develop disease as we, as we age. Because here we're not talking about infected disease, you know, that, you know, are, you know, that are due to external factors. Of course, your, your health, you know, can change your risk of developing infections. The more sick you are, the more risk of having a, a, a bacterial or viral infection. But still, even if you're healthy, you can go get those. So, but, you know, for these chronic diseases that are typical of our society and, you know, uh, cardiovascular disease is the number one, then cancer, dementia, kidney, like the diabetic nephropathy and stroke and, you know, and, and uh, other uh, smoke-related diseases, you know, these are chronic diseases that take many, many, many years to develop. You, you don't develop a myocardial infarction, a heart attack, you know, because for, for one day you eat badly. You know, it takes many, many, 20 to 40 years of high cholesterol, high blood pressure, high inflammation, high glucose, you know, to develop a plaque that eventually in your coronary arteries that, you know, eventually is going to become a myocardial infarction. You don't develop cancer in one day from a cell that is mutated to become a, 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 an aggressive cancer. It takes between... 30 and 40 years of multiple mutations that are driven by metabolic abnormalities that I try to explain in an easy way in the book. You know, there are hormones that are changed by our lack of exercise and our bad diet. Uh, and, um, and so it's a, it's a more scientific molecular approach. You know, we, we, you know, when I started to work on this field is because, you know, there was some experiments in animals showing that, you know, if you reduce by 20-30% the calorie intake of an animal without malnutrition, with all the vitamins, these animals were living up to 50% longer. So I was shocked. It was beautiful. So, you know, ah, yes. So diseases are not due to bad luck and bad genes. You know, basically, you know, in mammals, because rodents are mammals, you know, we can extend lifespan by 50%. It's like if a UMB, instead of living 80 years, would live 120, 130. And the most striking is that, you know, many of the chronic disease were prevented. So, you know, who wants to live long if you spend the last 30 of your life of your years of your life demented, you know, or, or paralyzed because you got a stroke or, you know, with 20 medications? No, but I, I don't want to. But, you know. These data were suggesting that it was possible to extend lifespan and health span concomitantly, simultaneously. So I said, you know, but these are animal data. So that's why, you know, I left Italy and I went to U.S. because I wanted to study these in humans. And so in the last 17 years, what I did, I basically performed clinical trials in humans to see if humans are adapting to calorie restriction like animals do? And the response is yes. Many of the people have been studying, they had, you know, again, the cardiometabolic health, even if they were 70, 80, over 20 years old. That's why, you know, I use this provocative title in my book, you know, because it's true. You know, there are people that I've been studying, you know, they were 70, 80, you know, no medications, never been to a doctor. They had, you know, very low cholesterol, very low inflammation, very low glucose, very low blood pressure, and many other hormones that, you know, we, are, we know are important to developing diabetes, cancer, cardiovascular disease, dementia. And so it, it's doable. And it's not so difficult as people think. 
And um, and so we have dissected, you know, by using animals and then human studies, you know, we know now which factors are regulating the accumulation of damage that is increasing our risk of developing multiple chronic diseases. And nutrition, going back to your question, so far is the most important factor. So let me do this example, this analogy. So it's like your body, okay? So there are certain organs that are key. So you cannot live without your heart. You cannot live without your brain. Maybe yet, yeah, you know, without your brain, you can live like a vegetable, but you cannot live without your heart or without your gut. So there are certain organs that are essential. Can you live without your arm? Yes, you can live without your arms. Of course, you know, you're going to be limited in what you can do. You know, you're, gonna, you're not going to be a musician. You, know, cannot, you, cannot do, you cannot do many things, but you can live without it. So there are certain things that are essential. And nutrition, healthy nutrition is like your heart. You know, having healthy nutrition is essential. Then exercise is probably like your brain or like your gut. Is it, is it important? Is less important than, 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 than nutrition, but is extremely important with nutrition. Why I say that? You know, because John Holodzy, the guy I was mentioning before, you know, many years ago, he did an experiment because he was convinced that exercise was the, you know, the, 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 the most important factor to promote longevity and health. And so he took rats and he put them, he did an experiment where he, he, he had a group of animals that were uh, uh, sedentary, ad libitum fed, then a group of animals that were exercising, but they were ad libitum, meaning they could eat as much as they wanted. And then he said, you know, I need a third control group of animals that have the same body weight than the exercisers. And therefore he had to reduce caloric intake by 30% to have the same body weight of the exercisers. The results of this experiment uh, is that the animals who were exercising had a, a major improvement in health, but did not live longer. Instead of the animals sedentary that were eating less, they lived longer and they were healthier. Suggesting mm. that you know diet is slowing down aging, exercise is only improving health. So going back to what you asked, nutrition is key, is like your heart. Exercise probably is like your brain or like your, you know, your, your kidney. You can live without a kidney, even if you have a higher risk of, you know, developing other disease. And then, you know, all the other stuff is like having an arm or having, not having your hand. You know, there are important factors to be really be able to use, to make the best of yourself, you know, to really in, in this life, this life, I think your life is beautiful. If you're healthy, you, mentally, physically, you know, you have potentials to really become what nature designed you for, you know, so you can really reach your, your maximal potentials and, and having an exciting, beautiful life, you know, being creative, create companies and, you know, and uh, help people, you know, and live a, a beautiful life. If you if you start to have issues, you know, health issues, mental issues, and, you know, that makes life tough, you know, difficult, more painful. So why you want to do that? Why you want to, when, once you, you know, knowing that, you know, you can have a, a, a more exciting, healthy and beautiful life, why you want to damage yourself? Mm. So... Given 
given all of the work that you've done in your co and your co in the cohort of people, colleagues of yours that have done around the world, do you have many examples where people have been very ill at health, like um, obese, uh, with some maybe some chronic diseases, and by completely changing the way they eat, the way they exercise, the way they s sleep, and so have they have they been able to get back on the path, or will there will there always be residue, um, you know, scar, you know, memory, cell memory that will reduce their like? Oh, can you actually re completely regenerate yourself that you can get back on track? And and live a, and live to 100 with with the health and stamina of a 40 year old. What what do you think about that? Look, you know, from my studies and the studies of other people, we know that you know at any age you can improve your health. So let's let's look at COVID. COVID 19. Right now, basically, we know that basically we don't have a vaccine, we don't have a treatment. So if you if you get infected and you have hypertension, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and other diseases, but these three definitely, you know, there are, we have lots of data, your risk of ending up in ICU and dying are much higher. So mm. because we don't have a vaccine, you know, what you can do is to improve your health. So if you get the infection, you know, your risk of ending up in ICU is much lower. And, um, and the same is for other, uh, other diseases. So basically, as we get older, you know, our physiological reserves, they get smaller. And that's why, you know, we get older. You know, even if you are a master athlete, as you get older, your VO2 max, your capacity, your endurance is going to be lower. And that's why, you know, when you are 30, 35, you know, you're not going to be competitive with someone who is 18 years old in terms of performance. So that's that's aging. There is nothing you can do, but you can slow down this accumulation of damage pretty much at any age. Of course, the sooner you start, the better, because, mm. you know, you are starting with le less damage before. But the data are suggesting that at any age, even in people who are 50, 60, 70, if you improve your metabolic health by doing what I describe in the book, you are lowering your risk. And there are beautiful studies published in very high impact factor journals. No doubt of it. It's never too late. It's never too late. Interesting. And you've got you've worked with people um, over the years where they've transformed their lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Interesting. Many, you know, people, you know, maybe they were borderline, you know, to get diabetes or, you know, friends, you know, that, you know, they apart from my research volunteers, you know, but, you know, friends, you know, you know, they, you know, they came to me and said, look, you know, I have, you know, my glucose that is borderline and my doctor wants to put me on metformin or I have the blood pressure is borderline. And my doctor says, you know, that I should start to take an antihypertensive medication that, you know, let's let's give it a try. So, you know, if you want, you know, let's change your lifestyle and see, you know, uh, what happens, you know, and in, then in six months, you know, you, you, you take your medication and, you know, gone. Basically, they, they are now they have, they have, you know, one of my friends yesterday, he sent me the blood pressure, you know, for many years he had, you know, he's 53, he, you know, the blood pressure 140, 145 over 80, 85, and, you know, of course, you know, they some days lower, some days higher. Now, basically, he sent me the recording last night, it was 122 over uh, 73 and so he's super happy you know basically because otherwise he would have to he, he would have you know taken a medication for for the rest of his life 
And because many hypertension normally goes with other metabolic and hormone alteration, it's not only blood pressure that, you know, is going to get worse. It's diabetes, it's, it's going to be the risk of cancer, the risk of dementia. So, you know, the beauty is that, you know, that, you know by changing your lifestyle, you are influencing multiple risk factors for multiple diseases, not only the one, not only the hypertension. Interesting. That's, that's really, I mean, obviously there's, there's um, going to be a lot of us out there who are, you know, who are craving this or who are, who are, you know, resetting our, our, our goals, especially after COVID. I, I mean, I think it's a, it's been a global, um, it's been a global situation where, where no one in any corner of the world has probably not, you know, has, has been affected by it in some way. So I think, I think we're all going to be, be thinking about, uh, these things even more so than before the fragility of life, even though I guess as a percentage, very few people on the planet have died, but, um, and in comparison to many other illnesses and things, I know it's actually quite small when you do read the details about that, but it is, it, it, it is going to, I think it inspire us to, to be somewhat better. What, what other, normal pathways then you're a, you're a doctor you're involved in the medical profession people are going to be reading this book is it very much um a how-to kind of like you don't need to it's all in here you don't need to ring me uh, you don't need to be one of my patients um, just read the book and and you can set your own plan or do you need to also have um other nutrition nutritionists and do you need you know other do you need to be going to the gym? Um, do you need, is there a lot, is there, is there much um, um, in the way of, I know you talk about in the book that you should be getting yourself medically checked or, you know, have all these checks being done annually to keep a track of things. But is, is it, can you do it on your own or do you actually need to have people around you to, to help you get there? Well, look, it depends, you know, of your degree of knowledge and determination. But I'll, you know, look, you know, for example, for exercise, you know, if you haven't been exercised for many years and you have, you have, you had, you know, you know, an healthy lifestyle, you know, probably is a good, you know, it's good, you know, to have a check and make sure that, you know, basically you don't have, you know, some heart problems, you know, that can put you at risk, you know, as I write in the book, you know, you know, you know, even, you know, if you start to do a, you know, some serious exercise, you know, if you see a physio, this is going to check if you have, you know, some issues with your joints and your alignments, you know, because if you exercise, you know, on a, on a bad posture, you know, with a, with a bad, you know, alignment of your, you know, then you're, you're going to damage yourself. You're going to have tendinitis. And once you have tendinitis, then, you know, basically you're going to stop exercising for six months, a year. So I think that, you know, the book is just, you know, to open the mind, you know, to open the eyes of people and say, look, you know, uh, there are ways that, you know, you can take control of your health. Again, is your risk zero? No, never. In biology, there is zero there is never risk zero. Like, you know, there are a few people that, you know, despite, you know, doing everything wrong, they live a long life. But this is a minority, it's a rarity, it's rare. You know, the great majority of people that, you know, they, they do an healthy lifestyle, 
sooner or later they're going to develop one and they, they, they live long enough, multiple chronic conditions. So um, this is the message of the book. You know, look, you know, there are ways that are scientifically, and that's why, you know, there are 1400 citations, because I hate to read these books where, you know, people, they, they make statements without any reference. So it's like, you know, I'm God, you have to believe me. You know, you know I fired, you know, with my publisher, I said, you know, look, unless, you know, you, we, we write all the citations, I'm not going to publish the book. Yeah, but there are 1,400 citations. Yes, because, you know, I want that, you know, people who are interested, they can say, okay, Luigi that said that, let me see where he got this information from. So I can go if I want and I can read, you know, the paper where he basically took the information from. Because that's important, you know, people, they have to start to question things, you know, they're not just to believe, you know, Luigi or anybody else, you know, because even Luigi doesn't know everything. I'm in a learning curve. That's, you know, that's why, you know, I keep doing research. That's why I'm a professor, you know, because we want to advance our knowledge. We want to understand better how things they, they work. You know, we want to become more precise and, you know, you know so, that, you know, we can tailor interventions based on the genetic background, age and job and sex and everything, you know, so, you know, we can be more precise. So to answer your question, this is just the starting point. So people, you know, by reading this book, they understand that there are much they can do to improve their, me their metabolic health, reduce their risk of uh, developing diseases, maximizing their health and not only Again, the physical health, because as I said in the book, our mental, emotional health, you know, our intelligence, you know, our capacity of being happy and successful depends on our approach to life and our metabolic health, but not only also how we, we use our mind and our emotions. And then I think, you know, if someone is interested after, you know, he or she read the book, you know, then, you know, he can say, OK, you know, but before I start, maybe, you know, Again, you know, if you read the book, it's clearly, you know, there are things, you know, you can do immediately, okay? But again, you know, if you want to do a serious exercise training, probably it's better if you get checked, you know, if you get an ECG, you know, if you see like a, a cardiologist, if you see a physiotherapist that, you know, he, he, he can see, you know, what are your problems? You know, maybe you have, you know, like, you know, you have to use a, a planter, you know, for your shoes. And you know, so, you know, you, you, when you are running, you know, you are running in the proper without stressing your tendons. Or, you know, it's not a bad idea, you know, to check, you know, your, your, your blood pressure, your glucose, you know, your cholesterol, some of these parameters. So, you know, you, you, you start, with, you, you know where you are starting from, and then you, you can check, you know, how you progress. So, uh, did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I mean, the, I think the interesting thing for me is, is like, you know, we're, we're during, during COVID, a lot, and this is very anecdotal. People have said to me, you wouldn't believe how much money I've saved, you know, because I've been at home and we haven't gone out. We haven't done this, haven't done that. And so therefore, by changing your your lifestyle, um, you can save a lot of money. And even though there's people that have been on JobKeeper um, and, or maybe they've lost their job, they've still been able to manage to a degree. I'm not saying it's the same as when they were working, but that um, you can kind of bring down your costs uh, quickly to to um, so therefore you're not you're not overspending and and one of the things that I was curious of 
with regard to this? Is it cheaper to be healthy and living into a hunt? Like by choosing some of these things in terms of the exercise that you do, the foods that you eat, um, I know that you're probably going to be checked up more often. Maybe there's, I don't know, certain types of foods, uh, maybe organic food that you may choose to start eating. Is it cheaper to be healthier or is it um, in your experience at this or do, do you actually need to um, have a lot of money to be able to be healthy? How do you view this? Look, you know, for exercise, it's totally cheap. You know, you live in Australia, in Sydney, with this fantastic weather. You know, you have beautiful beaches where you can swim. You know, you can run. You know, you have parks everywhere. You know, a bike is not super expensive. You know, so I think, you know, that, you know, for exercise, you know, you know, you don't need to go to a gym, you know, you, you know, you, you can do most of your your exercise, you know, by yourself if you know how to do it. For diet, for mindfulness, again, you know, it's not expensive, you know, you can learn, you know, you know, you know, you can start from this book and then, you know, read more and learn, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, you can take some courses, but, you know, you can do by yourself. For diet, well, I think that, uh, if you know exactly what to do, yes, it's cheaper. You know, it's cheaper than 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 you know than the the regular diet, unless you really you are really eating junk. You know, if you're eating super junk, then maybe it's the same, but you're gonna pay it later. You know, because then you know you're gonna have to pay. You know, for doctors and you know and uh, you know and uh, other. You know, so maybe it's cheaper now, but, you know, over over time, you know, it's going to be more and more and more expensive, apart from the pain, the suffering, the worrying, you know, you know OK, I have to go to the doctor, I have to get surgery, what's going to happen after surgery, you know, I have to have a bypass and, you know, the recovery, all the pain and, and the suffering and the medication, the cost, you know, think about, it, you know, if you have to take two, three pills every single day, you know, you have to remember to take a pill you know for these a pill for that and you know then you have to adjust the pill because it doesn't work and these and that it's all these troubles this suffering all this thinking that you don't have you know so uh, i think it, overall is much cheaper of course, it will be nice, you know, if the government is going to help us, you know, to subsidize, you know, the health and uh, and uh, and uh, and so make healthy food cheaper and uh, unhealthy food more expensive you know and so if you know basically they say oh this food is expensive is 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 it's uh, is cheap but you know if i put if i if i really calculate the cost of this food in terms of what you know the government has to spend for healthcare for you know uh, early retirement, you know, for disability, that is you now how much is going to cost this food? Is really three dollars, four dollars, or is fifty dollars? So I think you know that's what should should be done, and eventually I think that's going to happen because everybody, everywhere, is known that you know they, our healthcare system, even in US, that is mostly private, you know, but there are fifty percent they, they are on Medicaid, they are poor, and so they 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 are on the on the government and. You know, I was talking with the previous CEO of uh, the Mayo Clinic, who's a friend of mine, and he told me basically that, you know, the White House officer, they know the, 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 the healthcare system in U.S. is unsustainable. And so the future is going to be prevention to pay. OK, you're going to pay for prevention. 
Mm. So it sounds like, though, that, I mean, you know, I'm in my 50s. Um, you know, we've both been in our 20s. When you're in your 20s, um, you don't think about what it's going to be like when you're 100 or 80 or even when you're 50. I mean, you just, you've got all the vitality. Um, you can eat as much rubbish as you want. Um, I, I'm not a drinker, but you can drink as much. Like, and you just think, well, um, I'm just going to live for the now. When, when do we start to, well, are there any 20-year-olds today that are thinking about when they're going to turn 100 and therefore they're going to start investing in their, their own body now and mind? Um, so is there is there an age where you experience or when you experience yourself where people kind of start prioritizing um, longevity and and well-being well i you know that's an interesting question i don't know is i think it's a cultural issue you know it's like you know in australia you know 99% of the people they go to primary secondary school you know because we decided that it was mandatory it was a necessity that you know everybody had a minimum you know degree you know a minimum knowledge you know to to do math and gram you know 200 years ago there were a lot of people that you know didn't know how to write or do math you know and they were slaves in some ways so i think you know it's it's that's the problem you know you know again as i said you know you go to primary secondary and even in the university and people, they don't know anything about their health. You know, what they know is just based, you know, on the five to diet book, you know, because they read, you know, some newspaper. And they probably, you know, one day you, you read an article saying, you know, you know, meat is bad. The other day, that meat is good. One day, they tell you one. The other day, they say they tell you the opposite. And, and, and so people, they are confused. They, they don't have a structure, you know, knowledge. Uh, and therefore, they say, oh, OK, look, you know, I'm enjoying my life now. And who cares? But the reality is that, you know, let's say, you know, someone is going to tell you, you know, when you're going to going to be 65, you're going to drop that. And so you say, OK, look, you know, now I do whatever I want. I drink like an animal. I, 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 I eat whatever I want. I don't exercise. I smoke. And then, you know, when I'm 65 at midnight while I'm sleeping, I'm going to drop that. That's an option. OK. I, I, I wouldn't like it, you know, because I think, you know, 65, you are still young and you have another 30, 35 years of enjoy your, your, your children, your grandchildren. You know, if you're healthy, you, you know, you can travel, you can meet friends, you, you make, you know, you can understand yourself. You know, life is beautiful. Why? So why you want to die when you are 60? But the reality is that doesn't happen like that. It's not, you know, you know, you, you're going to drop dead. You know, very few people, they drop dead. You know, many people, they, they have 20, 25 years of very bad health, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering. They become frail. You know, they have joint problems. They cannot walk. You know, they have this big belly that, you know, they have to carry. And they have type 2 diabetes. They take medications. You know, they have maybe cancer. You know, 50% of people, they're going to develop cancer. So these are data, scientific data. You know, if you look at the data now, 50% of people in Australia during their lifetime, they, they are going to develop a malignant cancer. It's one in two, okay? And these people, they're going to have surgery, they're going to have chemo, depending on the type of tumor, radiotherapy. It's painful. So if you can reduce the risk, and so avoid, you know, to develop this one, why, why would you? And the, the answer is that there is no education. 
So again, you know, my kid, you know, goes to school, they tell, tell him about grammar, about math, about geography, about, you know, how the Australian government works, you know, Australian history. But the most important topic, one of the most important topics should, should be how can you minimize the risk of developing diseases? How can you improve your emotional health? How can you improve your intuitive intelligence, your creative intelligence? So what are the tools, you know, to do that? not only theoretically, but also practically. The reality, you know, that my son goes to school, he has 15 minutes to, to eat, and then a lot of kids eat junk because their parents, they don't know better. And then when he's 3.15, all his friends, they go to one of these fast food and they, and they gorge on junk food. And there is obesity everywhere, you know, and there are malnutrition everywhere. And their parents, they don't understand, you know, that they are basically in some way increasing the risk of their kids, you know, to get sick, you know, and to develop uh, problems as they get older. There's definitely a void there. I can, I can totally agree with you in terms of the education that that will change. I mean, if you think about what I was taught in school and what they're teaching now, there's, we're, we're definitely making progress. So we don't have much more time, Luigi, and thank you so much for what you've given us today. In terms of writing the book, was it a was it a painful process over many many years or many months, or was it was it easy? Did everything flow out? How, how did you how did you find um, you know getting getting to the final um, you know the final draft and saying we're done? No, it was not easy, but it was beautiful. You know, because in some way, you know, it was like um, it it was like. Um, you know, I had to sit down and say, look, you know, now let's summarize, you know, in an in a easy way without, you know, being stupid, you know, like too simplistic, you know, what you think is important based on your knowledge. You know, now I'm 51. So based on your, four, you know, I started medicine when I was 18 years old. So basi basically last, uh, in the last 33 years of your life, as a doctor, as a scientist, has been working in US, in Europe, now in Australia, traveling, meeting a lot of colleagues around the world, you know, doing all my, all my other stuff apart from being a doctor, a scientist, you know, what, how, how can you encapsulate, you know, all the knowledge you have and make it simple, you know, but integrated, you know, and so this was very important for me, you know, because, you know, it was, you know, you know, like a meditation. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I, I learned a lot, you know, by doing this process. It, it was really I will do it again and again. You know, it's it's, you know, it's like, you know, you know, after a few years, you know, you do something, you sit down and you say, OK, you know, what what did I achieve? You know what I know, what I don't know. And uh, so it was a beautiful exercise and uh, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Well, congratulations, Luigi. I mean, it's when um, and I'm fortunate enough to hold the book in my hand. And there's I mean, you probably I probably should and I will go through it and I will I will I promise you I'll definitely or I promise myself, I should say, I'll definitely read it because I want I want to have the information in my head and in my DNA and in my my automatic kind of thinking in terms of my health, but um, it's almost like you can just open up on a page and, and just read about that, even though it's, it all needs to be read. But some, sometimes you just want to be quickly stimulated by, by uh, some thinking, and that's what makes 
for me, a book like this, very rich in content when you can do that and you, you're not literally needing to, to read a whole chapter and, 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 and get that information. So congratulations. It's been a pleasure talking with you today and, and I, I look forward to hearing of this book's huge success globally. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you, Tony. You know, you know, you, you know, coming from you, you are basically reading so many books, you know, with your successful uh, company. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's really an honor. And uh, it's, you know, knowing that, you know, you, you know, even if you haven't finished the book, you know, you you liked it, you know, in some way. I think, you know, for me, it's a, it's a, it's a major, major, major achievement. Th thank you so much. Mm, absolute pleasure. And and thank you for your time. All the best. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast, and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at booktopia.com.au.